Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another edition of Out of Bounds. As always, I'm the host, Spencer Brown. And joining me, we have Dalton Bishop. Hey. And Christian Ernst. What is up? We're all doing well today. We're uh, As we're recording, my Celtics are about to play their final game of the season against the Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm saying they're going to lose. If, they, if I'm wrong, I'll be as happy as hell if I'm wrong on that, but. There's no, I don't know, I'm not that confident this year, at least with Brooklyn. But anyway, I digress a bit there. Um, we have some notable stories going around the sports world. We'll hit off. Uh, first, I, do we haven't discussed this sport a lot on the show, maybe a few times, like with some big tournaments. Actually, I'm not even sure how many terms we've had. But in uh, the tennis world, in the French Open, um, one of the top women's players, Naomi Osaka, she has withdrawn from the competition, citing her uh, mental health reasons. Because, you know, apparently if you play tennis, you're required to do media availability, which and that's what they do. You see athletes all the time and other sports doing media availability. And, like, she reached out, like, hey, like, I need to, like, focus myself and whatnot. And, again, you got to take care of yourself. I, I'm totally behind her 100%. And I just think the decision makers in the friendship, like, yes, it's your tradition that, hey, you guys speak to the media and whatnot. But it's still early in the tournament. Like, I don't know what the exact answer because, you know, you got the tradition, but also you have that her who's like she has anxiety attacks. And I, I I don't have it personally, so I can't really speak for anyone that does have mental health. But I, I, I support her and uh, whatever she's going through. And unfortunately, she decided to withdraw from the tournament altogether to, you know, take care of herself. You know, best of luck going forward. And I mean, she's been very dominant. She's only 23 years old. So best of luck to her. Hopefully that uh, something changes in the French Open and maybe in other tournaments, you know, they see this as like, hey, she's a superstar in the sport. And, I mean, yes, you don't want to exploit her for ratings around, but she's a superstar. You need her to compete because she's just very talented. And I, I wish her the best of luck going forward. I mean, I can't really say that enough, honestly. I'll go uh, Dalton first. I mean, it's definitely devastating news. But, I mean, I don't know, Dalton, how much have you seen with uh, – I don't want to say Saga. That's not the right word. But the Naomi Osaka French Open – uh, controversy, I guess. Uh, very little of it until you actually said something about it. Um, it's very interesting. Uh, you know that like mental health is a big issue nowadays, and more people are trying to make sure that they're in a healthy state of mind. And so, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, and um, it, is, it just comes down to like you seen, like basically just knowing yourself and. Like if you if you don't feel good, either up top or like anywhere else, like it's it's not gonna be good for you, obviously. So yeah, and Osaka she won the Australian Open this year. I'm trying to figure out what the dates are for the tournament. But I'm saying she won the Aussie Open this year, U.S. Open last year. She's currently ranked number two, but she was at one point number one in the world in tennis and singles. Yeah. So, like, she is one of the faces in women's tennis. And She's outstanding. Like, it's, a, it's, it's a bad look for the sport. Mm. It really is. I don't know, Christian, um, your uh, overall thoughts on the situation going on with uh, the French Open in Osaka? You know, I, I feel, you know, somewhat of a, you know, personal kind of relation with uh, Naomi. Um you know, sports are tough, you know, with COVID and everything and mental health now being um, kind of a forefront, kind of focus on most sports, uh, college athletics, NBA with Kevin Love. Uh, and especially with COVID, you know, I, like mental health went up like 200, 300%, uh, where now like one out of two Americans now have had dealt with some uh, mental health issue. And, um, I mean, it's sad. It really is because, you know, she is a great player and she had to withdraw from, uh, I forget which open was it? Uh, French Open. French Open. Uh, so it's sad that she had to withdraw from the French Open, but, you know, she, you know, she's young. We all, we have all had probably struggles with at least some form of mental health, like issue that we've had uh, struggling internally. And, I mean, it's sad that she had to get fined for that, you know, and... Oh, yeah, the fine was totally uh, BS. I did not agree yeah, with that. Like, 15, 15K for a media thing? Come on. Like... Yeah, it's like, it's like when Marshawn a few years ago was like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Like, he's fine. like, I don't 
want to do this. And I think we yeah, need, no, yeah, we nobody gets know to that. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, I think, you know, it, it's sad that people are like bashing her or saying that she needs to toughen up. Like mental health is a real thing. You got to keep yourself kind of focused in a good headspace to perform well. And if any conflicts in that's going to ruin your, uh, your sporting life and maybe even your personal life. So, you know, she needs to take, you know, a step back, let her relax for a minute. Um, you know, the world's kind of opening back up again, let her enjoy seeing her family or spending time with her friends or whatever. And then once she's ready to focus more on tennis, cause she, you know, like you said, she's the number two player in the world right now, you know, she needs to, you know, I'm not saying like hurry up, but she does need to take her time. But, uh, you know, not, you know, kind of a waste it if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you know, she's going to, you know, she's going to come back sooner or later, you know, before the end of the year, I guarantee. So she just needs a little break from the media and from the sports world and then get focused back on it. Yeah. Again, best of luck, Naomi. I know she's definitely not listening to this podcast, but, you know, we're all behind her 100%. If she was, that'd be kind of sick. That would, <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> Hey, we'll interview you if you want. Honestly, actually, I don't want to say that because you know that's opposite of what she wants at the moment. But hey, yeah. that would, it would be something. Uh, also, in uh, NFL news, we have uh, kicking legend Adam Vinatieri, who surprisingly, like I'm a Patriots fan. Yes, I like Vinatieri. What he did, but like I didn't start watching football to '07, which that was his first year in Indianapolis. I didn't get a chance to you know, you know see and appreciate Vinatieri. For him and uh, as a pa- or actually this was the first one whatever but as I didn't get to see him as a patriot nonetheless. Uh, Vin and Terry, you know the all time um, points leader in the NFL, yeah. most career field goals made. Like he was, he also I think part of his you know longevity. He was in the league forever, ninety six to 05 with the Patriots, and then longer with the Colts oh six to nineteen. Did not play this past season. Has now officially retired. Announced on Pat McAfee's show last week. Uh, after we had recorded it, so we hadn't got a chance to discuss it yet. Um, again, Vinatieri, you know, well, what all can you say? He had a uh, fantastic career, won four Super Bowls, three with the Patriots, including two of them, where he kicked a last-second field goal to win the game. Um, you know, he won one in Indianapolis. He appeared in another one. Actually, I think the one other Indianapolis one he was injured for, so he didn't actually appear in that game. But nonetheless, uh, you know, three-time Pro Bowler, Seems a little low, especially if but kickers you only get one. Actually, kickers has a few. I don't know. Three-time first-team All-Pro in his career. Um, definitely a surefire Hall of Famer. I mean, I don't want to necessarily say surefire, but when you are the most dominant kicker and you can't, you have some of the most clutch kicks in the NFL, mostly in the playoffs because you know you made it that far. Uh, there's not much you can say. Like, and he also, he's the all-time field goal make uh, leader, the career points leader. Like, he has these records. You can't just not put him in the Hall of Fame, man. So, uh, Cannon's the next stop for Vinatieri. Uh, I think I heard he has a son that's a kicker for uh, somewhere. I think his or nephew kicks for South Dakota State, which is his own alma mater. Um, but, yeah, again, Vinatieri was definitely someone that was fun to watch with the Colts. Um, you know, one of the best kickers to ever do it, honestly. Not much else you can say there. Um, I'll go dull on uh, your – I mean, we're not surprised necessarily because, you know, he didn't play this past year and – his last year in Indy was injured, and he is not—he was not himself that last year. But uh, Dalton, your overall thoughts on uh, Adam Vinatieri? Um, well, I thought that he was a great kicker uh, at the very beginning. He cost my boys a second Super Bowl. That, but that's—I <laughs> don't really care about that now. Uh, now yeah, I mean, I always, I always, I always like the dude. He had like a like calm demeanor. He was always professional. Like there was no funny business. He just came to work, and I mean, obviously, you could see the work being put out on the on on the field on Sundays. And I mean, he was for a while there. He was. I I felt like he was like meant to meant to like be in a Patriots uniform. He would just go out there and just do his job and do his job well, and then come off the field like is. Um. Yeah, longevity. Uh, that's that's crazy. He's doing it for almost almost three decades. It seems like. Um, yeah, that's crazy. He'll be he'll be a, he'll be a surefire Hall of Famer. Yeah, I'm looking at him now. He's 
48 years old at the moment. He was in his he played till his mid 40s, which again for like specialist players like that, it's not terribly uncommon for them to play uh, yeah. that long. But I mean, it's still playing into your 40s. It's not easy. And again, I mean, too, the thing about it is too, like you know, being in your 40s, like your hamstrings and let your like your legs start to they start to you know go like that stuff starts to deteriorate. So the fact that he was in his mid forties, still kicking, still kicking, then uh, that was pretty uh, remarkable that he was able to do that. Christian, uh, your overall thoughts on um, Adam and Terry. Uh, yeah. One of the greatest kickers of almost all time, really. I can't think of many other kickers besides Justin Tucker or uh, possibly like Mason Crosby, uh, at a certain point uh, to really compare Vinatieri to. And, yeah, he's been in the league for, like, ever. Um, you know, almost a good full, like, two and almost a half decades in the NFL, which is, you know, which is more common with uh, kickers and punters because you're not hit a ton. But, I mean, as I'm seeing right now, 84% field goal percentage and even 97 extra point, which, you know, extra points are higher because for most of his career, the extra point line was at, you know, the two-yard line. Um, so, you know, he's a great kicker, great player. Um, you know, kind of did it the Belichick way, won several Super Bowls uh, with New England during his time there. Uh, Indianapolis, you know, and, and I forget, what year did Indy win? Was it oh? It was 07. 06. It was actually his first year in Indianapolis. It was 06. Yeah, okay. Was yeah. They beat yeah. the Bears that year. Super Bowls with New England and New uh, in Indianapolis. So that was awesome for him. And, uh, yeah, and he was also the punter. I didn't even know this. He was the kickoff guy and the punter guy for uh, kind of the first half of his career and then just stuck the kicking. But, you know, I think, you know, he's – He's going to be a Super Hall of Famer, kicker-wise, and he's probably going to go down as one of the greatest kickers. You know, we never give kickers credit. We never give a ton of offensive linemen credit. But, I mean, kickers, you know, sometimes win the game when, you know, when the game's on the line, kickers have to go out there and uh, with all that pressure on them and make, you know, make the kicks. So, you know, he'll, he's a sure Hall of Famer. Uh, first ballot, eh, we'll see. Uh, but – you know, it was a great career, and hope to see what it does next. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, Vinatieri, who knows? But I don't know if he'll want to coach, if he just wants to enjoy time with his family or whatnot. But, you know, best of luck. Enjoy your retirement, Adam Vinatieri. And I just also honestly thought it was cool that him and uh, McAfee, you know, they formed that bond on the Colts, and then Vinatieri went on his show and announced his retirement that way. I thought that was a nice touch on there. Yeah. Indie yeah. boys. Yeah, man, that, that bond with the Colts. All right, on to uh, just our brief, you know, um, NHL playoff update. We have in the uh, second round now, all the series in the first round have been concluded with uh, last night the Canadians beat the Maple Leafs, which Toronto Maple Leafs have had. If you look at their history, they have 13 Stanley Cups all before 1967. And um, they haven't won a playoff series in uh, – it's been a while. Like, they're, they're like basically the Cincinnati Bengals of the Bengals had some Super Bowls to their name. In terms of their like playoff win drought, if you're a Maple Leafs fan, sorry for that. Anyway, the uh, second round series we have the Avalanche and the Golden Knights, the two uh, top teams in terms of NHL points this year. Avalanche are one nothing in that series. Canadians are taking on the Winnipeg Jets. That series obviously has not started because the Canadians just finished that yesterday. Um, over in the other division, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning up one game nothing is the Hurricane. And then last night in overtime, the Islanders tied the series with the Boston Bruins at one apiece. Again, this NHL's basically don't watch it that much. I think this way, but it's very wide open. And um, okay, well, I mean, we'll just, I'll just keep doing the playoff updates until we get to at least the Cup Finals, and we can discuss that more when I think we have more eyes on the sport. But uh, that's all I have for the first part of the show. Um, we're gonna take a quick ad break, and then uh, come back with some NBA news and notes. And we're back. And uh, first off, before we discuss anything regarding the uh, play on the court with the NBA, and I really want to discuss this because I know uh, what you guys are probably going to think just because I'm a fan of one of the teams that has been involved in this. 
is uh, the NBA's fan issues that we've seen. It's like we went a year, almost a year without fans in most sporting events. You know, we slowly but surely, you know, expand the arenas, you know, partial stadium fulls. Now it's almost full capacity and everywhere. Um, and then these fans don't know how to act. And it's, it's isolated incidences, but it's everywhere. And, you know, because of social media age, you see this more prevalent. You have, like, in the past week, we had Russell Westbrook had popcorn dumped on him in Philadelphia. Trey Young was spit on in New York. Kyrie Irving, which, yes, he was being verbally harassed, you can say, with the F Kyrie chance. And to a degree, I'm not, I'm okay with that, but also I can see, like, the, yeah, there's probably some verbal abuse going on there. There's a lot, whole other saga I'm not going to get into right now. But then for someone to throw a water bottle at, a player just because you don't agree with what he did to uh, your franchise. And again, I, I do not like Kyrie as a, uh, but he's a good player. I respect him. That player is a, a dumbass, really. And he is, he's facing assault with a deadly weapon, which water bottle. I mean, yeah, it could do a lot of damage if you're throwing from a distance and you know how full the bottle is. He's going to, he's going to be, and all these fans, you know, they're getting banned for life. Um, then, of course, yesterday there was a Wizards fan who, as far as we know, he just tried to storm the court. Didn't we? Don't know if he was going to tackle a player or not. We, we don't I saw that. Part. Yeah, <laughs> he gets tackled by security right before. And I saw a picture of the Wizards' court. Like, there's some distance between, like, the baseline and the stands. Like, depending on where he came from, he had a bit of a way. He isn't getting tackled. Like these fans, I don't see we. They don't deserve. I mean, these fans obviously, if they do these acts, they don't deserve to go to any more sporting events. And you know. Yeah, you can debate the criminality of each offense to each their own in different legislation in each states, but it is ridiculous that we have to see this every single week. And you know, social media makes it all prevalent because you know these guys maybe they're looking for their 15 minutes of fame or whatnot, and it's just really sickening to see that we just want to enjoy a game of basketball. And, uh, and I mean, Katie's some of the best. People need to grow up, and I, I 100% stand by Katie's statement on that. Um, We'll have to see. I mean, they got maybe tight enforcements on the. I don't know the exact answer because you know, it's isolated incidences, and I don't know like what the exact. Uh, I mean, this this rules in place and they're following them. It's getting ridiculous. Um, I've said a lot on this, Dalton. I'll go swing to you first. Uh, this this ridiculousness of all this. This uh, your takeaways. Uh, it's well. I, it, it, well, it, it really doesn't surprise me because, you know, we didn't have fans for a year. So, you know, the minute people are back in the stadiums, they want to go berserk. They want to go insane. They want to just do whatever. Uh, none of it was right. Like, it's not – like, we're not going to give them a hard pass because they weren't in the stadium for a year. You know what I mean? Like, we're not just going to be like, oh, well – you aren't really experiencing the whole in the stadium during a, like during a playoff game thing, so uh, we'll just give you a slap on the wrist. No, I mean like we're not gonna do that. So, uh, <clears throat> I don't get it. Like that's I can't I can't imagine what must go through somebody's mind to do that stuff. Like you can't just sit down and watch a game. You gotta like hit a player with a water bottle. Heckling, or, that's one thing. Heckling man. or heckling, you know. I think- it's one thing at two degree. I'm okay with that. Heckling can be part of the game. Yeah, more yeah. chanting is like fine. Like if the yeah. player, if like the if the player is kind of upset about that, okay, then don't be in sports. <laughs> like you, yeah. you know, heckling's part of the game. Like it happens all the time. You know, especially like and sorry to interrupt you, Dalton, but for Kyrie Irving, <laughs> like number one when he was in Boston. Sorry, Spencer, <laughs> he did nothing for you. The closest right. y'all got to uh, the finals, Kyrie wasn't there, not even with the damn team. And then, like, the only one I see somewhat of an understanding is what happened to Kyrie. Just because he went to the logo, no one's around, stomps on the face, and then walks back. Yeah, and again, those are two isolated incidences. And I also think they're both mutually exclusive. I don't know if the fan necessarily saw Kyrie stop on the logo and was like, hey, I'm going to throw water. I think the fan was all – my thinking is, and I, I have no understanding one way or another with this guy, is that he just wanted to throw a bottle at Kyrie because of what Kyrie did in Boston. And I, not excusing either thing. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not excusing what he did. But at the same time, like, the, I don't know what's going on with these fans. Like, 
And I think that Jalen Rose uh, on ESPN, like, he nailed it. It's like you're not going away from society. It's not like it's, you know, all like you, all you can do. There's no walls or anything. You're there. You are there to be entertained. Is, like, you as a fan, you can yeah. steer. I think, like, a fandom, especially Boston, have how Kyrie did them. I would say F. Kyrie is absolutely fine, and it's, like, sane. Because, I mean – Even with any other athlete, I think that one's, like – yeah, it's a vulgar language, but I don't think that one's, like, as egregious. But it's, like, people throwing objects. Yeah, if you're you're throwing objects uh, to John Morant, uh, they were saying how uh, fans were, like, uh, saying racist slurs to uh, his family and such. Yeah, the fans are attacking someone's family – that's yeah, another thing. I think that crosses the line. Yeah, these fans – like, hopefully, I think the NBA will do something to, like, manage this. But this is just kind of sad now, honestly. Yeah, like, we just want to put our TVs on or, you know, if you have the money you can afford to go to the games, you know, go to the games for, you know, a couple hours here and there and just yeah. enjoy the product on the court. Like, and, mm-hmm. I mean, they're entertainers, too, but, yeah, but also human at the end of the day. They all have families, feelings, and whatnot. And I don't get, like, all whatever. But you know what I mean? They – these people are human beings, and they deserve to be treated like that. Yeah, um, I mean, if, and if a player – say, like, a player out of nowhere, you know, say Kyrie or KD went up to a random fan who is doing nothing and just punches them, like, you know the media and, like, everybody's going to go after them. Well, and look at Ron Artest. Ron Artest was villainified because mm-hmm. of what he did. I mean, he attacked mm-hmm. the wrong The malice in the palace. Proven. Yeah, but Ron Artest, I think that, that was honestly perfectly just right. He got hit by a water bottle. I mean, yeah, he attacked the wrong fan. He deserved to get suspended for the NBA. But also, I would have no problem, honestly, if these athletes did defend themselves. I know there's the repercussions. Yeah, the players you know, defend themselves. Like, that's that fine. But I'm I saying for, like, like, years with courtside fans doing, uh, like, some heckling. or like It's going to you know, happen messing. eventually. Like, this eventually. stuff isn't going away. It will happen eventually, and it's going to be, you know, fine because, you know, they started it. <laughs> eventually, yeah, a fan is going to do that stuff, and a player is going to fight back. It's going to happen. Russ was about to. He was about to. Security guards held him off, but he was about to go up there and fight him. So yeah, I, would, I, actually, I would not have faulted him. him. I would not have faulted him. if he Not did. at all. Not yeah. at all. But uh, anyway, on to uh, again, NBA. They're going to get something. But again, the, I know the fan of Boston, last thing I'll say, he's 21 years old, is what they, uh, the police report said. And he's not allowing TD Garden ever again. I hope it was worth it. I mean, probably to him it was. You know, he just screwed over. He's like, yeah, F Kyrie and whatever. I get it. You're banned from life. You deserve that. And, again, these other fans, I don't know their age. And, anyway, on to some actual playoff discussions. Uh, you know, Chris and I, we had this back and forth. Because we've been friends forever, you know, back to our grade school days. And, you know, last year's conference finals, we, you know, went back and forth. And, we, you know, just, uh, you know, just being, you know, friendly with each other. Yeah. And again, last year the Celtics lost to the Heat. I gave due diligence. So congratulations to the Heat. No, you didn't. And uh, yeah, yeah you were respectful. You were respectful. You thought Miami didn't have a shot and all. This okay, stuff. before I didn't have a shot, it did. And I gave congratulations. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't say like, oh, I was a man and I was, you know, I was fine with it. No, you weren't. No, I wasn't fine with the loss, but I was okay. I was being nice. Anyway, now on and, and again, but now Boston's tied at or the other issue winning by three early in the first quarter. But again, I don't think they're gonna. Prevailed tonight. I think uh, they Miami, will. Miami got swept by the Bucks. It was one of those things, you know, game Oof. one. We discussed last week. Game one, Chris Wilson game winner at the last second. We thought, hey, the series can go a bit of a distance here. Yeah. Uh, the bracket. Uh, so we both, here's our prediction for that series. I said Bucks in five. Christian had Bucks in six. Dolan, for some reason, had Bucks in seven. You think it, it was bad? Four. Bro, you think you think that it's a bad prediction now, but when we made the predictions, it was a good prediction. Okay. Oh, it's like it's like last year when we all picked the Bucks to win, and Miami just won in five or whatever it was. Four yeah, Miami, yeah, Miami won. Like that's the only thing. Is like I'm fine with the loss. It's just the sweep, and how game one was. It's like <laughs> okay, this is gonna be a good series, and it just wasn't. Yeah, yeah they give you that false hope, man. They really did. Or, you know, Giannis is kicked in another gear. You know, you can't hit a free throw to save his life. Nah, Same with ben Chris Middleton. Dude, if we get a Milwaukee and Philadelphia conference finals and we had to watch uh, the fourth quarter 
of Giannis and Ben Simmons shooting free throws in a game seven. <laughs> that would be funny. They're going to be making my real estate for the oh next few years. They're going to build your house for you, Dalton. Yeah, man. Both of them. Um, uh, anyway, Milwaukee was the uh, first team to advance to the conference or the con- yeah, conference semifinals. Um, we have like tonight we have Boston, Brooklyn, and Dalton Reds to record. Tonight also Denver, Portland is uh, scheduled for this evening. And uh, isn't Lakers and Phoenix off tonight as well? Yeah, they are. They're on a 10. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, those two series, Denver, Portland, Lakers, Phoenix, both tied at two. Different circumstances surrounding the, surrounding the series here. Uh, and, again, I, I told you guys before the show, I told you yesterday, I think. Um, again, this is from the Bill Simmons podcast he had with Ryan Rosillo yesterday or two days ago when it dropped. Denver, Portland, you've seen the best and the worst of both of these teams here. And I, I definitely agree with their point. This is going seven, and you have no clue how it's going to go. And honestly, both teams are probably going to lose next round, even though I, I know I said Denver was probably my champion. Uh, but Lakers is an interesting story, too, because the Lakers, you know, AD is injured right now with a groin injury. And I don't see him. I don't know if, if the Lakers do advance when he would return. He's out tonight. I do not see him come back in this series, but. Again, a lot can change. Maybe he tries to toughen it up and, you know, give it a go. But a Phoenix, who we all dogged on them. We all said, oh, Lakers over Phoenix. That's not even a question. Phoenix has looked a lot better than I will give them credit for. They've looked a lot better. And, you know, they won a game in Staples, so it's doable. Um, I, again, I think both those series, it depends. I think if the Lakers win tonight, they're going to end it in six. And I think if Phoenix wins tonight – I think they ended – I can see it ending in six. I, I Honestly, that seems ridiculous. And, you know, as Dawn's alluded several times, the Chris Paul effect, although most of the time he gets out in the first round. But, you know, maybe this year he'll get to advance to the second round. Um, other series of – actually, let's stay on those two. The uh, Denver-Portland-Phoenix-LA series. Uh, I think Denver-Portland's head for game seven at this point. And I couldn't even tell you who, who's going to win that because it's ridiculous how that series has gone. It, like, one game is close, the other game is a blowout. Uh, I don't know. I'll go Christian first, actually, on this. Uh, your thoughts on those two series, Denver-Portland, um, L.A. Phoenix? I think Denver and Portland, uh, that's, like, the entertaining series that we wanted Atlanta and New York to be. Um, the last game, uh, Portland and Denver, Dave, I think, was, like, one of ten. He only made a three-point, and the other seven points had to go – from uh, from the free throw line. So he only had 10 points, yet they still won by like, I want to say it was like, thir- like uh, the lead was like 33 at one point. Like uh, they won 115 to 95. So they won by 20 against Denver. And like Denver didn't have like any major injuries. I mean, you know, besides John Mar- uh, Jamal Murray, but, you know, we all knew he was out. But they didn't really have a big issue on that Denver lineup and their best player, Dane only scored 10 points. So it was just kind of a, a mess for Denver. And I think they're going to bounce back somewhat tonight, but it could go Portland's way. And then with Phoenix and LA, I was watching this game uh, when I was down in Florida and I mean, LeBron did, he did have to carry, you know, his team, to get somewhere, you know, you know, to compete with Phoenix. But I think the major difference is Chris Paul. Because when Chris Paul wasn't playing good, at like L.A. was wiping them up. And I think it was after game three, everybody's like, okay, it's in the books. Like, we don't need, we don't need a game four or game five or game six. We know L.A. is going to win. So, like, of course, Nick Wright was like, okay, Phoenix, you can surrender. You can wave the white flag. Oh, man. LeBron James doesn't need to play again because you guys are trash. Like, I hate those kind of fans that are like, we don't need to watch. We don't need two other games. We know LA is going to win. No, you need to still play the series. That's hey, it. People overreact. Again, Nick Wright's a LeBron fan. So he's going to overreact a lot with LeBron series. I mean, he's just such a LeBron homer. And, like, I get it. LeBron's, you know – one or two, you know, one or one or the second best player in NBA's history, 
But like you can't you can't just say up series is over, you know, wrap it up. L part of it's because of AD injury. I think if AD is healthy, that series I I mean my series is over. Yeah, and he got hurt like in the second quarter. And Chris Paul, who's like the the ideal point guard that everybody wants a point guard to be like, once he got into a groove and his you know his shoulder wasn't really bothering him, you know he really did well. Him and Devin Booker. So I think Phoenix does have a good shot tonight, and LeBron does have to go off. He has to score 40, 50 points tonight because second best you know score on that team, second best player. He's out, and we don't know when he's going to return. So, you know, we kind of mentioned this earlier, Spencer. L.A. wins. I think the series is going to be over. Phoenix wins. I don't think it's over, but they do have a much better chance to uh, take the series. Again, if it goes to game seven, you're in Phoenix, so you yeah. have the home crap. I, get, I don't know. I mean, I'm just like, don't trust him this much. But Kyle Kuzma is not scaring me at all. And, neither, like, Dennis Schroeder is not going to scare me on the court. No, no one on that roster outside of LeBron and AD scares me if I'm a Phoenix Suns fan, necessarily. Uh, Dalton, your thoughts on those two games for tonight, uh, how those series were going to go? Uh, I think I think that Portland and the Nuggets, that, that series is going to be is going to be the best out of all of them. I agree with you guys that it's going to go to seven. I think that I think that Portland's got a really great, great really good and deep team this year. So I think that they, that, that uh, they can you've been go. on Portland more than I have. You had them win the series. I had Nuggets in five, so I was wrong. Yeah, that. I'm I'm really digging Portland's roster this year. I think I think that they'll go as far as as far as Dame time will take them. Um, as for the Lakers and Suns, uh. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still high on this CP3 effect, man. It's very much a real thing. Uh, all jokes aside, I think that Abdul Nader being out tonight is going to be really, really that thing to watch out for. I don't know um, if he's even played the series. Like, the- yeah, yeah, Spence. I was just, I was just, I was just poking was fun say, at you always, because you always, you, yeah, was, you for some reason hate him, dude. I, I, I don't freaking hate, hate him. Dude. I just think he's not that. He wasn't good at it was so weird. Like he wasn't good at Boston, and then we traded for him, and then he got like valuable minutes on our team like no, last was, year, two he, years ago. It was so weird. He was a G League Rookie of the Year. He was. He was. Not good in Boston. Again, that was years ago, and I just also just wasted a lot of time on games. But again, already know the results for so. But again, like for real, we also discussed more of the series on the. um, I think. I think like. Even though Anthony Davis is, you know, here and there, he's he doesn't show up to games. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't play. Period. Or he plays and then he doesn't show up, or he plays and then he does show up. Like it's. He's so inconsistent. I think LeBron is going to have to take over here with a tie two, 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 two to two right now. Uh, he's going to have to take over, and he's going to have to win the series for him. Yeah, and LeBron do that at his age. I think. I mean, I definitely think he can. I think he can. I think he can. And you know, Chris Paul having that shoulder injury or whatever, and it being a lot worse than you know initially thought. At least that's what they're telling us. Uh, it's gonna play a part because uh, he is the heart and soul of the Suns, uh, you know, propelling them to 50 wins this year. So, mm. uh, tomorrow we actually have four games tomorrow, now the other four series. Uh, Wizards Philly that could be the finale of that series. Uh, you know, Hawks Knicks could also be a finale, Utah Memphis could be a finale. Clippers Mavs is not going to be the finale. That series is ridiculous. Clippers Mavs because you know it was two zero. Uh, Dallas taking two games on the road. The series shifts Dallas. You're like, okay, Dallas has all the momentum here. Uh, there's you know, and I talked about this briefly. I texted Dalton. Is uh, what do you do like if this is the because you know Kawhi's got a player option? You look ahead as fans. I know players don't necessarily do that. It's like, hey, if, and I always use the phrase, like, if. I was never going to say, like, oh, when they lose the season. Like, I'm like, if they lose, it's definitely going to be a wild offseason for the Clippers if they underachieve. They've, you know, battled back. They've tied the series up at two games apiece. Uh, series shifts back to L.A. We'll continue. Will the road team win every game of the series like we saw in the World Series a couple years ago with the Nationals and the uh, Astros? Or will it continue 
to or like will LA take a home game and you know ship it back to Dallas up three two. We mm-hmm. that's gonna be a fun series to watch because I love Luca. Uh, you know, Kawhi. We haven't seen and I, I, I've heard this take by other people, so it's not solely my uh, take on this one. We haven't seen Kawhi be this good offensively in his career. I mean, I mean, Toronto he was a very solid, Toronto he was very yeah great yeah he was Toronto he was the guy. But you haven't seen him like this scoring outburst he's had in this series uh, against Dallas. He's averaging thirty three points a game. I'm looking at his website here. Luca's also averaging thirty three points a game. That series, it, I mean, like, game four is a blowout. I don't think we'll see another blowout necessarily. I could, I could mm-hmm. be wrong completely. But Dallas, LA, I hope it goes to seven because I think a Luca Kawhi showdown in game set. Also, you got Paul George, you know, Kristaps, other players on each team. I don't disrespect anyone on, the, on either team. That series is going to be fun. And I want that to go to seven because I think that has a chance to be a very highly rated game because, you know, both teams, like, if LA loses, How's what are they going to do in the offseason with Kawhi's player option he has? And, you know, Dallas, you got some young guys who are going to be the, like, face of the, the league. Like, Luka's very talented, obviously. Um, but, again, I think the other series, um, personally, I think Philly ends it tomorrow. They're at home. Atlanta, I mean, it's at Madison Square Garden. I think the Knicks take that personally. Um, and Utah – I could see it going either way on that, honestly. I think Utah – Memphis the last two games has been close late in the games. But then, uh, you know, the last two, three minutes – and they said, the broadcast team said last night, like game three, Memphis had it within two with like four minutes to go. And then Utah kicked it on. There was about four minutes to go, two-point game. Utah kicks it on. So it's like the same script both games the last two times after Utah in Memphis on the last um, – Megan, uh, you guys take it however you guys want. If you want to start with the uh, L.A. and Dallas series, that series seems to be the most fun. You can take it in another series. You guys have free reign. I'll go Dalton first. Uh, how do you just discuss whatever you want on the uh, other series we have discussed in the playoffs? Um, well, I'm just going to go through. Yeah, yeah, go for um, it. Well, I think really with Embiid probably not going to play, I think the Wizards will probably win tomorrow night. And make it, oh, I forgot about that factor. I still think know, Philly closes it out, but I, I forgot about that, honestly. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they do, but I'm I'm watching to see if the Wizards will actually take advantage and uh, make it three two just to get just to get booted out uh, when they play when they play game six, game yeah game six. Or they from the first team to go come back from three zero deficit. We'll what the way they could see. they could very well could. Um, Hawks and the Knicks. This is, um, you know, this series I was most proud of at the very beginning with my projection, with my uh, prediction, but now it's rearing its ugly head back at me, and I'm not feeling very confident about it. Um, but there is a glimmer of hope, and it comes in the form of, of a uh, Clint Capella. He said, quote, unlike the Knicks. The Hawks play tough and win, and I guarantee you that is going to be stuck in the Knicks' heads this entire night, or uh, like literally up until tip off tomorrow. And I get, and I, I would have to put on a hard bet that the Knicks will find some way to win that game tomorrow. Yeah, your um, that, your MSG and Spike Lee is probably going to be front row for the game. That might that might turn the tide. That might turn the tide. People want to talk. What happens when you get on the? Yeah. Okay, it ain't over till uh, you get to four wins. I don't know. I think we might have lost your connection for a bit. Okay. All right. Uh, Jazz and Grizzlies. I think the Jazz will pull it out tomorrow. Or I think I think I mean I don't really think it's over. Like Donnie, Donnie uh, came back and. Uh, yeah, he's. I mean, he's the, he's that he's their team man. So he's. I mean, he's uh, doing what he's supposed to do, leading the leading the Jazz. And I said it before. I was like, I think the Jazz are the Jazz are probably one of the more complete teams within within the Western Conference and the entire NBA period. I mean, they had I mean, the best, they had the best record. record for a reason. So, I mean, I think I I think that they win tomorrow, and I don't think it's close. Um, 
And Mavericks Clippers, man. Yeah, Spence, you and I were talking about that series. That's that's going to be very, very interesting to see how that one turns out. I think, uh, I think it's one of the only two that go to seven. And, uh, yeah, well, the thing about it is that the Clippers, too, were taking so much criticism because they and just – so. I mean, honestly, right, rightly so. Right. They deserve the criticism for what they had. Right. But, but the, the, well, it started with the last game of the season where people were like, oh, they didn't put their starters in because they wanted to avoid LeBron and all this other sort of stuff. And, you know, they let OKC win and, um, like – it's crazy, like the amount of prisons, the, the like the amount of stuff that they have taken over the past what, like two weeks, some two to yeah, it's it's crazy, and uh, down two zero early, and people are like, oh, oh yeah, there it is, is. there it is, is. They, they can't score. score. You got two good, you got two defense. Really good defensive players, and they can't even play defense either. And, and then they, they come back, back, man, and they just they just turn it, turn it up. And uh, now they're back to two. I would like to. It's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see if uh, the Clippers keep turning it up and making uh, Luca Luca go to another level as well. Maybe seeing a little bit of a little bit a little bit of Chris Stapps. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be nice. Uh, Christian, your thoughts on the uh, other playoff series, you know, the games that play tomorrow night? Um, I think it's going to be really interesting. I, you know, I'm kind of looking at uh, the Clippers right now with Dallas. Um, they've really kind of surprised me. You know, Paul George has really come to life. Um, Kawhi Leonard has really come to life. They are really doing um, better, you know, Paul George especially. It really is kind of dwindled down after them, too, because Reggie's averaging 12 and uh, Batum's averaging 10. So they're doing okay. But it's Kawhi and Paul George. They're the guys that have to, you know, kind of bite the bullet and understand this. Like, they are the only two reasons why L.A. would uh, move forward in the playoffs. So I think that game is going to go to seven. That's going to be probably the best series in the first round. Just because Luka Doncic is 22 years old, you know, he's about, you know, he's our age, you know, he's probably going to be, you know, top five player very soon. Um, you know, so it, it's very, that series is going to be really good. And, you know, like Spencer said, the off season with Kawhi leaving and like after game one, everyone's like, oh, Kawhi to Boston, Kawhi to... <laughs> Uh, Kawhi to Miami, Kawhi to any team, and go back to the Raptors or going back to the Spurs. Kawhi, Kawhi to Miami. that would never happen. Kawhi yeah. to OKC, let's get it. Like, like Kawhi to Atlanta, you know, there's like if a team that's good gets Kawhi championship level. We all thought with the Clippers when they came, you know, that first year, but that really hasn't gone well. And then, so like with LA and with Ty Lue, I mean, was it is it was it the coaching or was it actually the players just not meshing well? You know, we don't know. Uh, Utah and Memphis, I think that series could wrap up. John Morant, you know, like I said, with him and Trey Young, these guys in the future are going to be the top two point guards. They're going to be uh, point guard wise the top guys. Everybody has to respect. And I think surely one day when their team around them is better, they will probably get a championship ring or go out to compete for one, you know, with other stars. And that would be huge. But right now, Mike Conley, Donnie Mitchell, Rudy, Joe Ingles when he can, um, Jordan Clarkson when he can. This is a unit. Like this Utah Jazz team – Best record NBA for a reason. These guys are for real. And, you know, we kind of, you know, after when Memphis won game one, it's kind of like, oh, Memphis could do something. Nope. But we weren't going to overreact. But, yeah, Utah has kind of shown, hey, when our best players are on the court, you can't really stop us. And, and Memphis really hasn't. Atlanta, Don't be, uh... Oh, good, good, good. My bad. Oh, that's okay. What are you going to say? My bad. I didn't realize you were. Keep going. Oh, keep going. Is that, is that, 
So Keep Atlanta, going. All right. Atlanta, New York. Um, I'm disappointed in the Knicks because I thought, you know what? The Knicks could do something. It's going to be a tight series. Trey Young has gone off. Um, he is just a great ball player. And New York, I mean, with the offseason everyone thought they were going to have, getting Zion and, you know, getting KD, getting Kyrie, getting these stars, they got B-plus level dudes. They got to the – uh, they got to the playoffs. They need a star. They need an A plus guy with this young group to carry them to the next level. And then with Philly and Washington, I'll wrap it up real quick. That game, that series should have ended yesterday because Miami cannot be the only team that was swept. <laughs> this is bullcrap. Washington Wizards, Russ and Rosewell. I get it. You guys want to fight. You guys want to go at it. You guys want to prove, like, hey, we're a fighting team. Just lose. Just lose. Be kind to Miami <laughs> fans and just suck it and lose to Philly. <laughs> like, they're good. Like, I don't the, – the series is still over for me. Like, yeah, Philly, you know, they swept one up. And then Joel Embiid is I – I think I saw he was doubtful for tomorrow, uh, which yeah. he is, if he is and he doesn't play – that's game two for Washington, I think. But Philly's going to win this series. I don't think Washington has a shot. They're done. And, uh, yeah, I mean, in Atlanta, Atlanta and Philly will be a nice series. I think Philly may win that. Uh, you know, we'll see how, you know, injuries and stuff may happen. But that could be an interesting series between Philly and um, uh, Atlanta. Yeah. Real quick before we uh... – wrap up actually okay real quick i actually just saw this tweet mark stein from the stein line the pistons are hiring former cavaliers of michigan coach john beeline as director of player development that is a very interesting, interesting move a very interesting i have no clue i don't have much thoughts on that uh, i don't I mean, know that the pistons michigan and <laughs> his Cavs tenure you know flamed out faster than uh fire i guess that was bad fire. yeah but, yeah, uh, I, real quick, I, Chris, yeah before you wrap up i do want to get your thoughts on uh what you, I mean, again, offseason's still a few months away, obviously, but uh, what do you hope to see the Miami Heat do this offseason? Um, they, they have the same core from last year that went to the finals. I don't think you need to, like, you know, blow it up or anything, but. No, I, I don't I, think that. Um, I think my, well, I think what Miami should do is they should look into free agency and try and upgrade. Um, like, I think Jimmy Butler, you have to keep him. Because, yes, he's a very talented player, but also his character, you need that for Miami Heat's culture. You know, in the building, you need that toughness. So I think Jimmy and Bam, uh, who I, I think these are the top two guys you don't trade. I think they are the top guys you do not trade, you do not get rid of, you do not touch. Uh, those are your franchise guys. Now, everybody – uh, was talking about the James Harden situation, how Miami should have went after Harden, get rid of Duncan, get rid of Tyler Hero. They're great shooters, but they can't play defense. And that showed. That showed game two. That showed game three. Their guards, they could not – they couldn't stop Drew. They couldn't stop uh, Chris Middleton if they tried. Giannis is a beast. They need a guy – you know, they need – they could have blown that up. And if they went after James Harden and got him, do I think Miami would have a great chance? You know, maybe. You know, maybe at best they would compete with Philly and possibly lose in the Eastern Conference Finals. Just how Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons have really played. Um, but I think they need to just go after another guy. Um, you know, Kawhi Leonard, possibly. I don't know that for sure, but that could be interesting. Um, I don't know, like, any of the top free agents on top of my head. Lowry's the one name I think I – mean, he'd be an upgrade over Goron, honestly, in my opinion. I don't know. You watch uh, Goron a lot more than I do, so. Yeah, like, Goron is not a bad player. Like, I still consider him a B kind of player. He is, like, 32 years old. So Lowry's he, actually older than that. I think Lowry's 34. I, uh, well, I don't know. That uh, sounds but, about right. Yeah, I don't actually know. But Lowry's got that. He has a championship, even though you know it's Kawhi's team. But I think if Lowry does leave Toronto, I think Miami 
You know, Miami's got, Florida's got no income tax. So, and yeah, that's true. You go from Canada to a state with no income tax in Florida. Yeah, and, and, uh, and I'm actually looking at this now. Gordon is actually a free agent. We have a club option on him. So, like, the top free agents they have here, uh, they have Chris Paul, which I don't think he would leave Phoenix. Kawhi, he could. He will. Uh, Mike, like, Mike Conley, you know, Utah may try and re-sign him. That wouldn't be bad, I think. And, by the way, the age-wise – uh, Goran is 35 and Kyle is 35 as well. Okay, so you're. So it, I think Lowry's got a lot more potential. Not potential. Yeah, if we're, if we're comparing them to, I think Lowry over uh, Drogic all day. But I think we just need to get another, you know, kind of piece of the puzzle. Um, I, I won forever Bradley Beal. Uh, there was rumors in the beginning of the season. They're like, hey, let's just trade him away. That would be awesome if Miami could sneak something away. I think, uh, all in all, like, we just need another, like, A-caliber kind of player to push us forward. Uh, if we can try and keep Hero or try and keep a young guy, we could. But, I mean, right now it's a good, steady team. We don't need to rebuild and blow everything up. Uh, I think if we just got another player, I think it could definitely – uh, be another championship run for Miami, another finals run. Yeah. And we still got a lot long way to go before the offseason uh, and whatnot. NBA playoffs, you know, that we we discussed some games. You know, some games you definitely know the results of because we're not, not going to blow this after the Celtics game is over. Um, others you don't, you know, ho- maybe you are, you know, because you've listened to a couple days in the future after I upload. Either way, uh, one thing I forgot to mention earlier when we briefly discussed NFL, tomorrow is June 2nd, which – I only know this. I follow up this guy named Pat's Cap on Twitter, who knows the salary cap better than, of uh, like the average person does. Uh, I would not be surprised if we see Julio Jones or another player get traded after tomorrow, because June second, uh, something with the contract, the way they're written, and uh, like proration on the salary bonus and how like the dead money is situated, it's easier to trade a guy after June second. So be on the lookout for a potential Julio Jones trade. Within the next few days, that could be happening. And, of course, we'll, we'll discuss that next week on the pod. And also, people are talking about Aaron Rodgers may get dealt. You know? Let's go. Yeah, imagine he gets back from vacation. He's like, hey, go back, go to uh, – <laughs> You're going to Denver. <laughs> You're going to Denver. You're going to – oh, my. That would be something. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. I'm, buying, I'm buying a Rodgers-Denver jersey because, I mean, if uh, Casey hears this, I don't care, dude. Like, he absolutely deserves – getting a team around him that actually cares about him. Um, I, I'll be so stoked if Rodgers gets traded. I'll be sad as a Packers fan, but I'm more a Rodgers fan now because, man, it is kind of bullcrap how Green Bay has uh, treated him. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. And, you know, I don't know what the, how difficult of a job it is to be a GM in general, and I can't imagine it's easier in Green Bay where you, you know, expectations are championships every year. But, again, uh, that's just something to be on the lookout for. Again, enjoy NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. And, uh, and enjoy your day, honestly. Uh, for Out of Bounds, I'm Spencer Brown. And I'm Dalton Bishop. And I'm Christian Ernst. So uh, thanks again for tuning in. Feel free to share this podcast and, uh, you know, give it a good rating and subscribe to us. So have a good one.